Welcome to episode 7 of Sneaky Athletic. This week, Alec takes his punishment. I'm not excited. Oh, I'm not excited. We all know. It's four shots at Hennessy for anybody who didn't know. One down. That did not look fun. All right, this week, there's a decent amount to cover. A little, a little backsplash? No, it's just okay. uh, warming up my insides. All right, well, we have some NFL news with Jason Witten leaving Monday Night Football. Talk about a replacement. Talk about some Chiefs news. A uh, little bit of combine action. Um, then we'll talk MLB, different contracts, some injuries, including our boy Salvi. Talk some NBA, um, maybe some rivalry talk. Talk about some of the biggest rivalries. I think it's important to cover. I do too. Yeah, talk about UFC. Big, big, big Mizzou weekend. Going to be fun to talk about. Um, maybe Game of Thrones. Absolutely. Super excited. Um, and then we have our regular segments as normal. So once again, this week, uh, Sneaky Athletic is brought to you by the Fertilizer Service Company and friend of the pod, Logan Pyatt. Um, Fertilizer Service Company, you know they got the good shit. They sling it around. They give it to everybody. Anybody who's got that cash money. And you know where they're located. God's country, northwest Missouri. They got all kinds of services they can do for you, including dry fertilizers, uh, as well as mixed fertilizers, farm chemicals, custom applications, anhydrous ammonia, and grid sampling. Uh, Hit them up at 660-686-2402. If you need that good shit, Fertilizer Service Company, trusted since 1956. This week, Sneaky Athletic is also brought to you by the fine people of Letterkenny, Ontario. Pitter patter, let's get at her. All right, let's get started. My soul, I gave it all. But loving you was never All right, shot number two going down. We're getting them done early. Halfway through. Talking about shots, how was your weekend, man? Kind of boring. You left me, so. Yeah, Mardi Gras was going on in St. Louis, so it was pretty boring here. I headed north to uh, the hometown, the homestead. Saw some friends, saw some good people, got pretty wasted. I really just worked and watched movies, yeah. I mean, that's what we do every day anyways. Right, and that's uh, going right into my lifestyle tip. Okay. Be okay with staying in. All right. I feel like, you know, I we have a huge FOMO generation, and it's really hard to, you know, actually be comfortable with yourself and staying in and, you know, not going out all the time. But I'm a broke mf dude. Like You can cuss on here. <sighs> okay. All right. I'm just trying no, to No, I understand. Friendly. No, dude, I completely... I completely understand, like, the older I get, the more and more I'm like, fuck it, let's just stay in. Yeah. Like, Netflix, it's great. Netflix is too good nowadays. Like, you don't ever really regret it when you stay in, honestly. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. When I was 20, I was like, man, but no. So stay in. My lifestyle tip, uh, we're going to get to this a little bit later, but be good at baseball. It like, helps. Yeah. There's just max deals. It's one after another. They're just sitting new records. Like, you want to get paid $25 million a year? Because I do. 
Well, I think that it's a lot harder to kind of hone that skill over a while. Like, there's a lot of players in other sports that come into the sport. Oh, God. Later. Oh, was that a fatty? Yeah, on accident. Uh Uh-oh. You're getting after these shots. Yeah, well, I'm not sure if I'm going to do this one yet. Oh, I'm definitely going back into the bottle. That's risky. I have to. Okay. Um, But anyways, be good at baseball. I, it's but it's tough though because it's 162 fucking games, so it's a lot to ask someone. It's a lot harder to get in. Um, I'm sorry that I was screwing with the shot, no, but that's fine. There was a who is the catcher that came up, Buster Posey. Mm-hmm. Whenever he was a kid, his dad would pitch him like sunflower seeds and bottle caps and all sorts of shit. So it's something that you know his dad worked with him as a kid forever to get to that point, and I think that. It's really important to start young with that sport, and it's hard. Yeah, so what you mad about this week? I, well, also I want to say, we might be coaching a baseball team soon. Oh, that's going to be a lot of content. Yeah, and it's going to be exciting. I've done this two years already, and, you know, I've coached Little League, and I've done pretty well. And I think that we're going to bring Shannon this year and do some good work. Yeah, and I've also thought about having a kid just for the content, so this is basically the next best thing. I mean, it's a lot less money. Yeah, for sure. So my beef this week is marrying names that are already in the family. So we have generational names, both of us. Mm-hmm. And I'm not necessarily talking about those. I'm t- talking about what you go by. Like, I should not marry a woman that has my mom's name. I don't have a sister, but if I did, same case. And, like, your sister shouldn't marry someone with your name, and you shouldn't yeah. marry someone with their name. Like, my brother's wife, I can't – that woman is off the table. If she has that name, it's already out of there. Yeah, you also shouldn't marry anybody named Alex. Well, I've thought about that, so I was going to say that – if that happens, I find the love of my life, and that's her name. I'm going by Edward, Fair. immediately. Fair. I'm just switching over. I like that though. It's annoying. I'm ready. Okay. Oh, like <laughs> drop of a hat. That's. I mean, hey. What yeah. about you? What are you gonna tell the people? So my beef is driving. Because mm. I just had to drive home. It was three and a half hours there, three and a half hours back. It's 2019. Why can't I fucking teleport everywhere? Interesting. Like. There, or there should at least be, like, a quicker way. Like, I know we're talking about the, um, oh, what is that? The, like, the, the, t- motherfucker, I can't think of it. But, like, the, the speedway that's going to go from, like, KC to. The light rails? Yeah, whatever they're called. But, like, you can go KC St. Louis in, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. Like, why isn't be. that there yet? Like, I just need it. It's driving me crazy. Um, do you want to pay more on your taxes? I don't mind. Yeah, me either, so. Okay. I like infrastructure. <laughs> I'm a big fan of infrastructure. I love architecture. Low key. Yeah. I think it'd be a big hit. So let's move in. I'm going to be drunk so fast. To, I know you are. That's why we got a rapid fire. Um, so Jason Witten, for some reason, which he was bad in the Monday Night Football booth. but Absolutely. He might have been worse at football the year before. So they went and asked Steve Smith what he thought about it. They go, Steve Smith, do you think that you'll ever go back into football like Jason Witten just did? And he goes, no, I'm actually good at my job. Yeah. And, and absolutely. So Jason Witten has decided to quit Monday Night Football, go back to the Cowboys for $3.5 million a year. Uh, it's wh- almost like a farm system for announcers is working for the Cowboys. Yeah, it's like they can just go back and forth. Also, smart by Jason Witten, like, getting out. Like, he's probably going to get fired. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. Like, get out on your own terms. You'll look a lot better that way. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so who do you think is going to replace him? Because I know who we both want to. 
Right. And go ahead and I know you've been on this. It's literally been just jiving you up the last yeah. couple of days. I'm excited. And I'm a bigger fan of him than you, I feel like. Yeah. But I'm interested. So go ahead and so get it out. They they originally announced like they put some odds out on people and like Peyton Manning was up there and stuff. But yesterday Pat McAfee started a media storm for himself and it was kind of the fans driven, then he finally kind of accepted it. And he started Pat for Monday Night Football, the hashtag, and like Sports Illustrated was tweeting about it. Everybody was. It was all over my feed, and I got so fucking jacked up. Well, I think it's something that we've all kind of wanted. Like, if you're going to have somebody in the booth, like, I want them to be entertaining. And he is a professional comedian. You know, like, that's a side gig. Yeah, and he's done – last year he did a Big 12 football game, and he did a NFC North football game. I think it was – I know the Lions were in it. Because he called the Matt Prater uh, trick PAT or trick field goal for a touchdown, and it was one of the most electric things. Like it made a game that was so boring to watch extremely fun. But I think he's great in the booth, and he knows football. Obviously, the guy was the guy was in for like seven years. So uh, I think Pat, but most likely we'll see somebody like Peyton Manning or Kurt Warner, which will kind of suck. I'd be excited for excited. Good God, get for, the yeah, get the sheriff back in there. Yeah, the Hennessy's getting to me oh, already. Yeah. It's going to be a long episode. So, in other NFL news, the Chiefs, the chefs, oh, cooking it up. Are they are they cooking up something hot? I don't know. I can't figure the fuck out. This whole Justin Houston thing. So they're shopping him. They're releasing him because he's getting paid a boatload. Should they quit paying him that? Well, they can't. They can't get out of the contract. So. I mean, I don't. Well, I'm saying, should like, they be shopping him? him or releasing him? Like, what do you think is the best option for them? Releasing him, I think it gets 14 million off the cap and is huge, and it helps us pay other guys who are going to help our def- defense. If he stays, though, what are your fears for the next year? That we'll have zero dollars, and that we'll keep just trying to add to our offense or only rely on our draft picks. We've also franchise tagged D Ford. Which, so my fear is that he's only two years younger, but we'll end up moving him somewhere. Does this slow the Super Bowl run next year? Because, like, I, I feel like they're almost a shoe-in. Like, I don't want to say that, but I feel yeah, like I mean, they are. If we don't make it to the at least the AFC Championship game, I'm going to be pissed. See you there. Yeah. All right. That's fair. So, and then that's another quick sidebar. Travis Kelsey had an ankle surgery, and he'll be fine. It's yeah. just a cleanup. Nobody cares. Yep. Bye. Next. So... Now in five foot ten news, mm. this is right up your alley. Oh, oh. Five foot ten news. Oh, that hurt, man. I'm sorry, shots I, fired. I know, and it's I'm five eleven. I'm a strong. I know. I'm six foot with the boot. But, like, but why is it up your alley? It's because Kyler Murray was a notorious five foot nine guy. I'm who a, lied about it. I don't know. He had to. But he comes to the to combine people and lied. measures five foot ten inches in an eighth. Here's my big thing is people are like, oh, he's like close to Russell Wilson. Russell had an inch on him in hand size. Hand size was his big thing. Right. But uh, Kyler's hands were over nine, which is like the for some reason, the, I guess it makes sense, but it's nine inches is like the bar in uh, like combine hand size. But that made ginormous news. It was like basically that happened on like Thursday or Friday, and they're like, all right, you can just stop the combine. And what other thing are people so excited for measurements? It's like yeah. – 
a kid who like walked out of his room, you know, that morning and his mom's like, all right, we'll get you up on the wall today. Mm -hmm. It was his birthday or whatever. Like marking him up against the kitchen door. That's half the excitement that this was. It's it's a bunch of grown men for beat writers. Yeah. They're watching. Oh, like it is just joy coming through their, yeah. (laughs) Like their fingertips, eyes, everything. Their fingers, their fingers couldn't move fast enough. The second that height was announced, like every single person was tweeting about it. It was all over my feed, and that they only measure an eighth of an inch, like, go up, NFL. Well, I think that, you know, in this day and age that we can just blow everything out of proportion. Yeah. But something that wasn't blown out of proportion, so if anybody is familiar with the Fry Festival, there are these apps where you can, you know, pay celebrities to do things for you, and one of them is a video service, and it's sort of like the one that was with the Fry Festival. Fire Festival. Yeah. Hennessy, man. F-Y-R-E. Fry. Fry. Um, Contact Futurama. That's F-Y-E, but I think it's close enough. (laughs) Anyways, Brett Favre was contacted, and he went and made this video, and he was assigned to say certain words in it. These words ended up being code words for white supremacy. So not only has Brett Favre sent his dick out into the world. Off a flip phone. Right. He also befumbled this with more technology issues of just being old, I guess, but pretty much put out a pro-white supremacy video like an idiot with all these, you know, slang words that they He's known for doing anything for money, though. I mean, you can get some really cheap guys on there. Here's the thing. The key is if you've been in the Hall of Fame or not, your price goes up like 150 bucks, Which is chill. But, I mean, the man does, like, copper fit and any razor commercial and, like... Mm -hmm. His standards are pretty low when it comes to, like, commercials and videos and things like that. So it kind of doesn't surprise me. But he's looking good. I'd put that face out there. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Uh, another, well. Another combine is, if you guys haven't heard of him, D, DK Metcalf, who's from Ole Miss. Fucking monster. Here's he, my thing is, I'll just run side by side. What do you mean? He's the one that isn't very good at moving yeah, his lateral movement. Mm-hmm. His lateral movement. So he tested above, like, I think his lowest outside of anything lateral movement, which is, like, the 20-yard, the twenty yard, like, shuffle or whatever, and then, like, the three-cone drill. He was in, like, the 89th percentile or higher with most of them. Oh, shot three going down. Okay. Took it like a champ. So he tested in, like, the 89th or higher, and most of them were above 99. So just a couple of things. He's bigger than Julio Jones in every matter of the fact runs a tenth of a second faster on the 40, and it does 27 reps at bench press. He ran a 4-3-3, being 6'3 and 230 pounds. Slight work. The guy's a fucking freak, but I don't think he could, like, cut on a route. Like, he basically has to run go routes. Well, that's – what, is he a linebacker? No, he's a wide receiver. What the – what? Yes. That's why these numbers are insane. Yeah. Interesting. He's a wide receiver, but his stats have been really low because he's kind of tattered by well, a neck he just injury. Goes go route. That's all I want you to do ever. But he's going to get signed and probably get paid big money and then flop. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Let's talk about some speaking, more big money. Speaking about that, yeah. yeah. So, so Bryce Harper, three hundred thirty million, thirteen years, mm-hmm. no op no opt outs, no twenty million signing bonus. Three signing bonuses. Oh, really? So I looked into this. He gets an initial 10 mil, and then on June 1st, he gets another 20 mil, and then on November 1st, he gets another 20 mil. Not bad. It's insane. Well, I think that 
the biggest thing is he went for longevity instead of mm-hmm. actual payday because he's getting paid less per year than Machado. Yeah. And it was like, you know, kind of a bidding war between yeah. the two. At the end of his contract, he's only making like 20 or 22 for the last like six years or something like that. But, I mean, still, that's until he's 39. Nice money. Yeah. He has no more worries ever. But – and he already fucked up too. Did you see his interview? It's, no. Oh, where he said bring a championship back to D.C.? Oh, my God. It was hilarious. And then he quickly corrected him. It was like Broad Street, which is like a famous Philly street. But Is it? I'm pretty sure it is. I don't know that's anything where the, about that city. I'm pretty sure that's where the uh, Eagles parade was, was Broad Street. I could be wrong about that, but – Who cares? Yeah. It's a trash city. And they're going to be rioting outside of his house probably the second time he strikes out. So Well, it'll happen a lot. He has that history. Yeah. And, he, I mean, he's going to, like, miss one pop fly, and they're going to try to throw axes at him. Well, I've been looking it up, and he is one of the few people who has hit 10 war, which is wins above replacement. Mm-hmm. And the biggest issue is is – He's not going to replicate that. Like, he has so many years below that. And people who hit 10 war usually have, you know, a couple other years where it's eight or above. And he just went back down to like three zero point three seven or something one year. Like, it's been trash. And I think that those people who are really good have a little bit earlier peak. Then, you know, like the superstars in baseball, they peak about 24, 25. The people who are really good players just in general, you know, 27 to 20 or 26 to 28. Mm-hmm. He's 26, though. Right. And that's what I'm saying is he's one of those really good players who had that above 10 war. So I think that he's going to be on the downstretch. And this is a bad move for the Phillies. Should have revoked the offer whenever, you know, he didn't sign that day. I don't know. He's he's a fucking stud, and I do think they're going to get some good years out of him. But I do think they're going to be fucking pissed at him. Yeah, yeah. You know, but they're also like the It'll Phillies. Go are they going to try to get him anything around him, or are they just going to try to be like, oh, win us a championship? Who knows? We'll figure it the fuck out. I think that we need to be a little bit more concerned. More good God, a little bit more concerned with the hometown boys and Salvi, man. Like. How oh. rough is it going to be? I know that I already talk shit on the wit trade or the wit deal, mm-hmm. but this really, I feel like, is a nail in the coffin. Yeah, so Salvador Perez has to get Tommy John surgery after a spring training practice injury. Stupid. Yeah, to his right elbow. And basically, on my notes for this podcast, I just wrote Salvi injury dash what the fuck. <laughs> like, that's all I can think of. Like, he is all we had. I, like, I don't know what to say because it's just pure disappointment. I know that we've dealt with this for a while in baseball as Royals fans, you yeah. know, but I think that one of the biggest issues is that salary cap that's non-existent in baseball mm-hmm. versus other sports and hurts us. Yeah, I mean, we're a small Royals market fans. team. Yeah. We basically have to draft exceptionally well. and then We'll never be able to touch that $330 million contract. I mean, the only reason we still have Salvi is because he – Decide, he just wanted to stay Casey in Kansas City. moms love him. Yeah, him and Haas. I mean, he's got some other sort of charm. Yeah, it's, I don't, and he can't even speak English, which is insane. I think that's part of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They just like think he's saying something nice most of the time, and he sounds like Shrek. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's kind of rude, but we'll move on. I mean. I love him. He's a lovable I do, too. Bear. His smile is infectious. That's true. 100% true. Yeah. So, we're talking about biggest rivalries. And my put forth is 
Red Sox-Yankees. And my question was, is UNC the best? Does Red Sox-Yankees compete? And I want to hear your thoughts because you had a pretty good argument the other day. Yeah, so we, we were talking, they asked, like, Duke-UNC was the biggest. Red Sox-Yankees, we got talking Celtics-Lakers. Mm-hmm. And what I said was a lot of those rivalries are kind of one-dimensional. So, All of them. Yeah. So Duke-UNC is just basketball. Obviously, the other ones are... Uh, only have the Even when they were good at sport. football, because I thought about that from the other angle, and just recently, whenever you know UNC had a top ten team, like it still wasn't a big deal whenever they played like twenty four Duke or whatever. Yeah, like because there's no hype around Who it. Cares? So my argument was Ohio State Michigan, mm-hmm. um, because they have both recently, I mean, at least within the last decade, been tournament contenders in basketball, and they're obviously perennial powerhouses in football. Um, they're always fun to watch. They have huge stadiums that they play in. Mm-hmm. So the atmosphere is insane. And, like, people up there, it's just cold weather, so they're just going to go do stupid shit and drink and cheer for their sports fans. I just don't feel like they have the same media outpouring. Yeah, which could be true because, I mean, and I guess Duke UNC is just so old and it has all that. But, I mean, obviously, like, when you talk professional rivalries, they have just so much more media coverage and, and dollars and cents. And I feel like the names in Duke UNC, um, you know, Yankees, Red Sox are a little bit bigger. You know, don't get me wrong. Like the, It brings nostalgia when you hear those. Yeah, the Harbaugh's are big names. And, you know, the people who have gone through Ohio State have been big people. Uh, whoever is there now, Meyer. Yeah, Urban Meyer just left. But, yeah. But yeah, you know, I still don't feel like that is a shadow even to Coach K. You yeah. Know, Roy, Roy Williams. Williams. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And, um, and, you know, even on the baseball side, we have Babe Ruth and those, you know, Red Sox-Yankees battles with the Bloody Sox, that there's a 30 for 34, the whole thing. Yeah, and, like, the Celtics and Lakers, that was decades long. And Literally decades. So, like, they have relevance. I'll never be able to understand those. No, That's neither one of us will yeah. be able to. I mean, it was somewhat relevant around, like, what, 08, you know, when they were battling, but... I it was on the that, it was on the out. You know, the Lakers have been on that drought for a while. You Six know, they years. went down with Kobe and kind of rode him until he hurt everyone and then they didn't take the Belichick method. Yeah. yeah. So that brings me to two things. Okay. As one, Luke Walton was just reported as probably being fired at the end of this season. And two Which it's like, oh my god, shocker. Exactly. But is that LeBron's fault? Or the front office's fault. So I'm one of the biggest LeBron fucking stands of all time. Well, so. I think that we but, both agree that LeBron is the best at playing basketball that's ever been, mm-hmm. while Jordan has played basketball the best. As in, Jordan has the most accolades and is the best winner, but if I'm talking just all-around skill, I want LeBron 10 days out of 10. Yeah, and... I don't know, because it's, look, LeBron signed this thing expecting to get something, and it's not like they really flopped on the AD trade. That was kind of a fuck around by the uh, I by think New they were Orleans. just getting their chain kind of jerked mm-hmm. by the Pelicans, you know? Yeah. But did we really expect more than this team? Like, I think they were kind of, like, scratching an eight seed anyways. Yeah, and looking back, there were so many freezing cold takes about people like, oh, obviously the Lakers are going to get into the playoffs, like, People just didn't understand how tough that Western Conference is. In over 500 minutes played, Rondo is minus 19. Yeah, I mean, he's per garbage. 48. He's a dumpster fire. 
and he is one of the greatest basketball minds that's currently playing, and it's just befuddling to me that he doesn't see his own negative contribution on the court and figure something else out. Yeah, I mean, if I knew what was going on, I did see some other stuff today, like the Lakers um, only have, like, one um, stat analyst, while, like, the 76ers have nine. 76ers are a good organization through and through. Whenever the Bulls were winning all those championships with Jordan, they had something on their practice facility walls that said, players don't win championships, organizations do. And I just recently listened to an interview with the GM of the Sixers, and they said, or he said, he said, hey, this is absolutely true. You know, it starts from the base up with, you know, I mean, it really diet, does. So is it, is it on massage. magic? I think so. I mean, I think he's just, like, trying to be a Laker stand and hire only Lakers Here's and shit the thing, like that. Is it's Magic or Genie Bus, And Genie Bus made such a strong business decision by business decision. Goodness gracious. Hennessy, quit it. Um, by, you know, kind of cutting out her brother of the family business. And yeah. so I think that that's absolutely all on Magic's thing. He had one snag, you know, didn't get AD. But there's been more than that. I'm sure in-house. better together. Yeah. So you were talking to me earlier about this locker room thing. Yeah. So Please explain. This is one of the best fun facts of the NBA. I just recently learned this. In every NBA locker room, there is a deodorant. And by locker room, I mean each specific. Oh, my yeah. God. Speed. I'm, specific. No, whatever. Yeah, yeah. You got me. We know what you're saying. Um, locker has a bottle of secret deodorant in it. Apparently, NBA players just love it. The smell is just better than men's deodorant, and it you know it's, it's black market shit. I don't know, man. Is this like dark web deodorant? No, it's just the regular shit you'd buy at Walgreens. But there's a specific kind. I don't know what kind. He didn't, you know, go that far. So maybe I should do some more digging. Is it but each player or one locker room has all the same? Would you share deodorant? Are you fucking kidding no, me? No, I'm saying does each. Each player have a different scent or one that everyone has the same scent? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, my God. I, yeah, you need to do more digging because I need to know more about this. Absolutely. But let's talk about that four-overtime game that was well, a fucking doozy. The thing is, is we don't want to talk about it. It's the third highest scoring game of all time. We got two games in one, and it's the worst teams in the NBA. So let's literally just skip past okay. that Sounds good. to Trey Young and him getting ejected for that stare down. Yeah, so he basically just, like, someone would call it, like, clowning the guy. Like, I mean, he just stood there and, like, stared at the him. The guy wasn't – it was Chris Dunn, and he wasn't even looking at him. Like, yeah. his back was to him. And, and it didn't even look like he, like, said anything. He just kind of, like, stood there like a – Yeah, he didn't. Like a prideful thing. Like, you know, he didn't even pound Steph his chest. Steph Curry has done this a hundred times. A million. Yeah, very weird thing. Very, like, rookie, you haven't made it yet thing to happen. And I think that's what it was. I saw a comment that said rookies get those calls more than anyone, and it's because, you know, these refs are trying to set a precedent in the NBA. And I don't know if I agree with that point, but I think it's interesting. It makes sense why they would do it. But, yeah. So, UFC, Mizzou. UFC, baby. Oh, Let's get rumbling. We've been talking about UFC a lot, and it's been awesome now that kind of espn's taking over and, and we're getting fights all the fucking time i'm gonna do this okay finish her up last one down the hatch oh me oh my so mizzou had two fighters in this last weekend's ufc 235 uh we went one and one how's it feel like i've been birthed oh 
You're off the milds and that yak. No, it's the thing is, is I'm warm all over, but I feel disgusting. Yeah, you, your forehead's got a little sweat dripping down. Probably. Oh. Bandana ready. <laughs> you got the rusty drip over there? What's going on? Please explain to me yeah, what Yeah, I don't know. That's kind of a made-up STD that I always went. In high school, we made up this STD because our football locker room showers would drip this brown shit, so we always called it the rusty drip. Mm. And we're like, yeah, you you hook up with some skank, you'll get the rusty drip. How are you going to get it if it was in your locker room? Well, what I'm saying is we just, like, we, like, parlayed it into an STD. Interesting. So you had it? Um, no. I knew guys. No, I'm just kidding. I got that drip drip. Back so to your Ben Askren, UFC. he comes through in the clutch. I mean, he got his, if you watch the fight, for the first little bit, he got his ass fucking. Should he cut his hair? No, it's his, it's been his mojo. It used okay. to be worse. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, he used to have the fro of all fros for white dudes. And, uh, yeah, when he was winning national championships at, at Mizzou Wrestling. Let it, me take a stand right now against okay. white fros. You're putting your foot down? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Drawing your line in the sand? It looks terrible. Like, it probably looks just as bad on black people, but I'm a little bit more accustomed to it because of the 70s look. So you're yeah. just basically taking a stand against, like, Carrot Top, Ben Askren. Well, I actually, unless you're doing a 70s, like, recreation, I'm taking a stand against it. Like, 2000, we should have cut that out. So, like, hide in that 70s show, fine. Yeah, you're cooling. But, like... Ben Askren. Ben Askren, Carrot Top. I can't think of anybody off the dome anymore. Well, who cares? Because they're all ugly. Jackie Moon? Yeah. Good? He was playing in the 70s, though. Well, here's the thing. It's a recreation, so I'm fine. Okay. All right. That, you know, it's our generation. I said yes. You thought I meant no. Okay. Ah. Whatever. So Funky end up, ends up staying 19-0, and and he wins on the kind of contentious chokehold. Uh, he won. Like, it's yeah, pretty clear. Like, it's pretty clear. The, the guy's guy was hand, limp. Yeah, yeah, his hand dropped. It, when are we going to get UFC in Kansas City or St. Louis because of these Mizzou guys? I hope soon, but I don't know the laws exactly because I know there's a lot of the, with all the – That's true. Yeah, with all the licensing, I'm not sure how Missouri's set up. I think – I mean, I would if they it. did it in the Sprint Center, it would, would easily go. sell out. Yeah. And I don't – pay-per-view wouldn't be affected because people or, don't give uh, a fuck. Scott Trade. Yeah, either one. It would. I know it would sell out. Absolutely. Like, with Scott Trade, you were pulling from Chicago as well, too, so yeah. there's enough fans. And even Kansas City, I fucking know it would sell out. Yeah. Uh, um, there's a lot of plus it'd be the first time in Nebraska who are absolutely going to drive four hours. Yeah, almost and, three hours and away. in a state that I won't say that mm-hmm. will drive, absolutely. Yeah. So, along with Ben Askren, Tyron Woodley fought. Uh, he lost in kind of a – I mean, it was just a boring fight after I Ben's fight. Um, I mean, I was watching it, but the hype off Ben's fight after he basically was getting his skull crushed in and then came back and won, um, like, it kind of fell dead. That's always exciting to watch, but it does really set a tone. Like, it has to be the last fight. Yeah, yeah. The hype just couldn't be matched. Um, And he's already calling for a rematch with the guy that he fought. Okay. So, which I'm down for. Okay, perfect. Um, And then to wrap up the night, the final... I want to talk about, yeah, hype that can't be matched on this last thing that we are going to talk about. This is one of the first things that has been appointment television in our generation. Like, truly, you sit there and watch it, and I am talking about HBO's Game of Thrones. Fucking winter is here, folks. I'm so excited. Trailer came out today. 
What do you think? Fire. They didn't release anything important, but they showed all the main characters. They showed when, like, if you've they watched didn't it. didn't release anything important. Well, like, they didn't. There was obviously no spoilers. Have you seen all of the trailers from each country? Because that is very interesting. No, I have not. I'm not that. I had to work today. I'm sorry. Uh, these have been out for months. Excuse you. Uh, I'm talking back into whenever the first trailer came out for the U.S., each country got their own. Actually, I should say each continent because there's one for Asia, there's one for mm-hmm. Europe, one for the U.S., and it absolutely was just intriguing of what countries thought what was important to them, but also what kind of spoilers they used to draw each of those cultures in. And Their, their analytics is ridiculous. I mean, they're spending $15 million an episode. So they're not going to waste. Worth it. Yeah, they're not going to waste any advertising dollar. But when they showed the Night King's horse's hoof, mm. like I came in my pants. So my like, thing it was that insane. I took away from it was Jamie saying, "I pledged that I was going to fight mm-hmm. for the living." And so he's fighting with Jon Snow exactly. and Danny. And Cersei had two she different was, scenes in that trailer. That she I was chilling were. back, drinking the wine. Well, did you one see? The guy who kind of did all of the fuck shit for her, mm-hmm. um, that was kind of back behind her, like she kind of had this smirk of accomplishment while he was judgingly, you know, staring yeah. at her. And she still had the mountain, the cyborg mountain behind right. her too. And so that is a concern as well as the second scene Cersei saw. She was in distress. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just so like all the Starks are back together. Arya mm-hmm. saw the dragons for the first time, was like in shock, and she murders people all oh, the time. at the very beginning? Yeah. You're telling me that it didn't grip you whenever it said, the I've seen many, or death has many faces. Goodness gracious, Hennessy, quit. Death has many faces, but I'm excited to see this one. And, you know, yeah, she like, has that dragon glass. She's a bad bitch, and... But when she saw the fucking dragons fly over and she was like in shock and awe, you're like, all right. Everybody is. And like uh, Sansa is coming into full form. Interesting. I thought she had the least. Um, well, in the compelling. previous in the previous trailer, she was giving over Winterfell to Daenerys and Jon and who were riding horses instead of dragons. A little bit of a disappointment. It's to, you know, meet their culture. It's Winterfell. You don't want to pull up on a dragon. Skirt. Like, just chill out. <laughs> chill out, man. All right. But well, uh, super exciting. As someone who is... And it's going to be six fucking movies. Agreed. This is my absolute wheelhouse. Like, I am the biggest low-key nerd of anybody anyone has ever known. Like, I've read the books. Not all of them. Was I'm not that big. But I love dragons and fucking... Fucking nerd. Yeah, swords and that whole culture of wizards. And, I mean, you know this about me, but, like... I would play Dungeons and Dragons. Like I tweeted out a week ago that my ideal first date is going on a dungeon dungeon good god. Dungeons and Dragons game and Remind I'm serious. me to never give you any shots during the podcast ever again. You did this to yourself. Well, you lost the popularity contest that was our all star draft and uh that's on you, bud. Alright. Well, since we've been, or uh, excuse me, I have been bringing the people down with my idiocracy, let's do a little Google this. Yeah. Okay. So my Google this is Disney Fox Fanfare. So what this is about is the Star Wars theme song um, from the original Star Wars was written purposely on the same key as the 20th Century Fox uh, fan feature, which is like what they begin the movies with, like the big gold 20th Century Fox mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. 
And so Star Wars was written in the same key, so there will be a continuous feeling of like a smooth entry to the film for viewers. And that shows me how much like thought and like um, like purpose that the Star Wars put behind knowing this was going to be a mega hit. Like six, I mean, originally three, and then it kept growing, and now it's just insane. Like Disney bought them out. And so, yeah, it just shows me that they put so much effort into their, and just the little things to make sure that it was going to be a mega hit. Another little fun thing that does that is the last words of the album, Dark Side of the Moon, goes right into the beginning of the very first song. But my Google this is, yep, doesn't have anything to do with anything. Uh, My Google this is, we have this perception of Neanderthals that are these like eight men that are kind of hunched over and yeah. right so in fact the very first neanderthal skeleton that we ever found had arthritis and that's why we believe that as a culture and that has been published into science books because we haven't you know seen anything past that until more recently and that boy had arthritis right and he just hunched over so like, like 45 Notre Dame. too yeah it's like it's truly life. something that's gonna you know hurt those cultures with that less you know just medicine and whole well, yeah. thing i mean they were carrying shit all the time exactly. like they're they're nomads so they were constantly moving they're that gonna makes, look a lot more kind of makes sense now yeah. that you say it it's wild absolutely yeah that's crazy so i want to bring a little bit more light into people's life what are you thankful for what are you trying to bless up this week like what all right has increased your life so bless up to climate control. Mm. So I came home on Sunday, and I get here, and you and, and Decker were sitting there, and you're like, welcome to Antarctica. I'm not scared. Yeah, so our uh, our furnace went out Saturday. Well. Sunday. And we, let me get to the, let me, let me, I'll finish the story. So we slept, our house was on Monday morning, maybe 45 degrees. You're scared. It was terrible. And, uh. Our landlord came by, and our filter was just clogged. (laughs) (laughs) He had to be so mad. I was, yeah, so pissed, and I was also pissed because it's such a simple fix, and I shivered myself to sleep. So, bless up to climate control, you know, heating and cooling, because it feels so much better in here. I'm so thankful for it. See, here's the thing. When the going gets tough, the tough get going, and you got out. You got out of the rough, yeah, frigid lifestyle. Welcome to the 21st century. I'm usually the person who complains, but not that. We're time. recording ourselves talking right now, so. Okay, I'll get on with it. My bless up is my family not talking about awkward situations. For example, my father, we are generations apart, but when he gave me the birds and the bees talk, it was a very simple, hey, son. Don't roll around in the nookie sack with anyone that you don't want to wake up to the next morning. So let me tell a little story of what I was into that afternoon. My dad works in the town next to us. It's a 20-minute drive. I go over there. I'm in eighth grade. This girl wants me to come over. Absolutely. My dad's at work all day. This is going to be great. Mom, you're just going to want to scrub through this. Let me ride my bike. Yeah, just get off of this whole thing. Just go right now. Yeah. So I walk. In the podcast now. Yeah. I walk to her door. I knock. Opens it up. 
she's there in just a robe, like this whole Martha Stewart thing. I'm so glad you did these any shots. I stand by it. Anyways, <laughs> she does this whole thing, and I open. Wait, did you say Martha Stewart? I stand by it. I'm telling you. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> so she opens the door, takes one looks at takes one look at me. <laughs> I'm not I'm not clipping any of this. Go. Okay. Opens up her, you know, robe there and she's just in her underwear. And eight eighth grade me, eight year old. Oof, yeah, okay. Eighth grade me is just I mean like cartoon eyes out of the school. I know. It's it, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. Brown chicken brown cow. So her parents are away that day. I came with my dad and he was at work. You know, we fiddled around. I go home with dad. We don't say anything the whole ride home, but he knew something was up. Just intimidation. I don't know what would it what it was and thinking back on it, I I'm scared I smelled. Maybe. Yeah. And so he just takes one look at me. When we take the first left into town and says those wise, wise words. Still live by them today. Yeah. And I'm telling you what, I won't tell the most embarrassing story of my life right now, but that was also another instance. You're pretty of my close dad to doing it. that. Oh, I will not. I've thought about it and it's, I, I am too horrified of it still to like put that out to public. That's fair. That's fair. So let's wrap with some fake takes. Absolutely. I'll get it fired. So mine kind of have a theme this week. Let's see if you guys can pick up on them. So my first one is people think I am really cute, skinny, smart, and funny. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Barry Odom calls postseason sanctions a huge relief. That's, I mean, that pretty much is for him. Um, so my next one is my parents just texted me and said they're super proud of me and want me to come home soon. Death, taxes, LeBron's coach getting fired. I mean, wash, rinse, and repeat. So uh, my final one is my bank just called and said I have too much money. <laughs> XFL to partner with WWE for one game a year to pay tribute to fan favorite NFL Blitz. Oh. Yeah, I got one more. Okay, this one's low-hanging fruit. After a fight with baby mama Chloe Kardashian, Tristan Thompson was admitted to rehab after testing positive for crack cocaine. Yeah, I mean. Step two. Yeah, for sure. Once again, wash, rinse, and repeat. So, everybody, thanks for listening. That's going to wrap us for uh, episode seven. Things got a little out of hand, to Sorry. say the least. Um, the booze the booze did the talking for us. So, um like we say every week, make sure to subscribe, download, leave us a five-star review. Uh, if you guys do leave us any reviews, we'll read them on the pod. If you have any suggestions, DM us, Twitter, Instagram, email us, sneakyathleticpod at gmail.com. Silly boys. Yep, for sure, for Fart sure. If you have any suggestions for topics, anything like that, uh, if you want to send us any money, our Venmos are wide open a few shout outs to people lp jo i'm just gonna give your initials mo you two are brothers you can figure it out also big things within the next two weeks i'm gonna have all that shit ready to go we're gonna have a little bit more of a push of presence so please stay with us and you know like subscribe keep put it supporting out there, please keep supporting we appreciate it yep we love you guys sorry i apologize sneaky athletic